Thanks for tuning into our podcast this week. You're going to hear from Natalie D'Angelo from Influence Church. Listen in as she shares at our annual Awake Women's Conference. Ladies, can I just tell you how excited, truly honored I am to be here. Um, Thank you for the whole team that has put this together, that you are sowing seeds that are far beyond what we could ever imagine or dream. Um, So I'm so excited. I was praying last night in worship, and one thing that I heard God say so clearly is remind them um, how powerful their callings are. Do you know that the enemy only comes against those who are a threat to the kingdom? And so each and every single one of you are sitting in this room because you have a high calling. A high calling in the kingdom, yes. And that you are called to be an effective warrior for the kingdom of God. That you are someone who is made to be a tool to pierce darkness. So the enemy had to come and try to take you out so that you would get out of the way because you were a threat to the kingdom. Because he wanted to take ground, but as a warrior of heaven that you would gain ground for the kingdom. Um, uh, the, when you're running with a football, and you know this is the Lord because I don't watch football. <laughs> so you know, you know that you are going in the right direction and that you are carrying the ball, right? The quarterback is running and that all of the other teammates on the other team are coming to tackle him. And so one thing that we know about the enemy is that um, he's not creative because God is our creator, God, right? And so he's not creative. And what he does know is that he's looked at all of, all of time, and been able to see patterns. And one thing that he can see is that if, if he can just um, discourage you in the one area that you're called to, then he'll thwart your calling, right? And so I'm going to talk about mine. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I have my mom that's right here. She's so cute. Wave. I grew up in a Christian home. I have a big Italian family, so we eat pasta like it's going out of style and physical touch. There are no physical barriers, you know what I mean? Like we're all like, we love each other so much. <laughs> and, um, and something that God had put on my heart um, from a really young age was purity. From a really young age, I felt a call to purity in the verse that was in Solomon or uh, Song of Solomon that said, do not wait, awaken love before it's time, was something that I feel like God had written so clearly on my heart. Uh, my life verse is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 22, that says, always be joyful. Keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's word, or will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit's fire. Do not scoff at the prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Keep away from every kind of evil. And so sexual purity was something that I really felt like God was, had called me into. And so um, at 13 years old, I, I'm the oldest daughter. I have an older brother uh, above me, but I'm the oldest daughter. And I remember I came to my parents and I said, you know, mom and dad, I really want to, I want a purity ring. And, you know, I want to wait till I have sex until I'm married. And I'm like, they have never jumped on the train so quickly. They're like, yes, and you know what? That's, that's not just purity for sex. You know, that's purity from all these different things. You're just going to be a perfect child, right? And so we'll get you a ring and you'll wear it. Um, but who knows that there, there is a process between being saved and the process of being sanctified. Yeah. Can I get an amen? So I wear my purity ring on my middle finger so that when I drive, I don't get upset and do something I shouldn't do. Um, (laughs) It took a little while, but we got there. No, um, 
No, but so, uh, so at 13, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was called to a life of purity. And so I went through junior high and all my friends having boyfriends. And I remember I just heard the Spirit of God say, and I grew, I grew up very conservatively, so we didn't call it the Holy Spirit. I just was like, I feel like Jesus is telling me. Um, but I feel like Jesus is telling me, just reminding me of that scripture. of saying, um, do not awaken love before it's time. And it wasn't my time. And so I, I had to choose to separate myself from what I wanted because it wasn't the time for what God had for me yet. Because who knows that you can get something at, in the wrong, it can be the right thing at the wrong time and it becomes the wrong thing, yeah. right? Right thing, wrong time, wrong thing. It wasn't the time for me to be able to be in a relationship. And so from the ages of, thir- so all of junior high, no boyfriends. All my friends had boyfriends. They're all getting their first kiss, none me. I was just sitting there all by myself. Then it was in high school, right? And then you start going to dances, you start doing all these things and, and it's the same thing. I had. I had heard so clearly from God that I was chosen to separate myself. And so I waited to get my first kiss. And when I was 18, it was on prom night. Everyone else was doing a lot of other things. I was like, oh my gosh, he touched my lips. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, purity, it's a thing. I'm into it. Um, and then I go to college and the same thing. And... Um, I was a little bit naive, and so there were times where, boy, like, there, I remember I was at this, <laughs> I was at the dealership one time, and I was getting my car serviced, and um, this guy was like, hey, like, I want to ask you out on a date, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening, and, <laughs> and so he asked me out on a date, um, and so we, we started texting, and he was like, hey, and I, w- and I was underage, and he was like, hey, you know, um, we should go to this bar, it's right by my apartment. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not old enough to drink. And he was like, oh, well, you can just come to my apartment. And I remember I was sitting there and thank God I had two male friends that were like really good human beings. And I was saying that and I was like, what are we going to do at his house? <laughs> and, and my guy friends were like, Natalie, you are never allowed to go anywhere alone ever. Like, you know, like he's going to do like not in alignment with who you're called to be. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> Um, but so over time, there are things that I had to say no to that I knew that God was setting me apart for. Um, and, you know, time had gone on, and um, I'm standing here at 27, um, a virgin, and waiting till I'm married, and believing that God is going to bring me. Thank you. But I tell you that to tell you this, that in the process that there were many times where the enemy would try to come against me and try to have me change a part of what what I'm called to do and so seeds into a different kingdom. And there was mo- one moment um, that I haven't shared with a lot of our team, but um, there was a moment a couple years ago where I was assaulted. And having stood in a place of spending my whole life battling for purity and then having, um, be- and then being sexually assaulted, something that was taken from me that I wasn't giving, right? But who knows this? That God makes all things new. Yeah? And it was because of who I knew God had called me to be. That just because the enemy tried to come and in the, in all, with all his might and all his power tried to get me on a different road. Because how easy would it have been to go down a different road at that point? Come on. That the enemy knew that that would have been the best bet but I know who my God is. And I, knew, and I know what he's spoken over me for my life. And so in that moment, I decided 
that I either was going to be like a lot of the other women that I had known, and there's no shade, all God's children, all the stuff, and I, my heart breaks for my other sisters who have gone through the same thing, and some of you I know have. But here's the thing is that the enemy will try to attack you in the same place in what you're called to. So I knew that I was called to purity, and I knew that even though that was an attack of the enemy, that what I got to do was I got to wrestle with the Lord for the blessing that he had for me. And so that's why I can still stand here and stand in the place of being freaking excited about what my marriage is going to look like because I know what God says about covenant relationship, right? That it's a protecting and it's a covering. And let me just say this, that we decide what we become. Yesterday doesn't matter, but today matters because today we decide what we become. And the truth is, is that when it comes to sin, that um, the enemy, so uh, in my life verse, it says, don't stifle the Holy Spirit's fire. That's a different translation. Don't stifle the Holy Spirit's fire. Don't, don't like clap it out. Don't get it away. And that the enemy can't stifle the Holy Spirit. Only you can. Only I can stifle the Holy Spirit. The enemy can try to come and rob, steal, and destroy, but I am the only one who can stifle the Holy Spirit. I'm the only one who can stop welcoming him into my life. I'm the only one who can stop reading my word. I'm the only one who can stop going into my prayer closet. Nothing and no one can take that away from me. Um, so the things that you're called to are, are the things that you're attacked in whose God has called you to be. There's a season, the reason why um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 22 is my life verse. It's always be joyful. My middle name was going to be Joya, which means, in Italian, means joy. And I feel like that is like a banner that I wear. That's a calling that God has put on my life to go and be a weapon of warfare with joy, you know? And, and I went through a season of being utterly, like, so depressed I couldn't get out of bed. And that was such an indicator to me of who God had called me to be right? That he had called me to be a woman of hope. He had called me to be a woman of joy. And so if you have depression, you're called to be a woman of hope and of joy. And if you have anxiety, it's because you're called to be a woman of peace. And if you, if you have a bipolar or a crazy mind, God has called you to be someone who is steadfast in his word. We sow seeds every single day with every single choice that we make that we are sowing seeds. And we get to choose where it goes. And the truth is, is that it's either life or death, good or evil, Jesus or the devil, straight up, right? Um, and so with every single choice that we make, and that's how we know that when we are, un, when we are anonymous, that we're all in a season right now, we're all in this room, right? And that you're in a season of boot camp. You have one year that you're taking to be away from everything else, away from your family, away, away from friends and life and, and all the stuff, right? And it's a year of boot camp, because there are seeds that you, as a warrior, are choosing to sow into your life for the kingdom of God, for who God has called you to be. And let me tell you something is that it's not just for you, but it is for the legacy that comes behind you. That right now that you get to choose what your children, what their children will experience because of what you're choosing today in your life. So it's not just for you. And it's not just for me, right? That the choices we make are bigger than that. And so today, with everything that we do, with every way that we choose to serve, when no one is watching, and we can't get glory for any of it, that we have to choose to be women and warriors who sow seeds in the secret place. Who sow seeds in the secret place. And the truth is, I got to preach on comparison a little while ago. And one thing God so told me is that, do you realize what someone else is called to is none of your business? 
What someone else is doing is none of your business because you need to stay in your lane, look on the prize, and know that only you and you alone will stand before God and give an account for your behavior, for your life. And let me tell you that I am not perfect. I've messed up a million times since five seconds ago, okay? But, but one thing I know is that in the future that I will not give a poor account to the Lord, that I will stand before him and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's what we, war, what, what we war for. And also, for the moment when I get to stand, and there's just like a line, right? And then all of the people that I got to sow seeds into their life, that I get to give them a high five as they run to Jesus in heaven. Right? That's what we, what we war for. If everyone will stand with me for just one minute. And if you'll put your hand over your heart. We're at the new conference, and God is making all things new. And I feel like um, I was sensing the spirit with just a minute left that God wanted to free us from unforgiveness, from the people and the things that tried to come against us, but we know that they will never prosper, right? So will you guys just pray with me? Dear Jesus, I invite you in. Thank God you are new every day. And so am I. Lord, release me of unforgiveness. I pray blessings on my enemies. Free me from the shackles of unforgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that you use all things for the good of those that love you. And I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, Subscribe today on your mobile device to get exclusive new content from Teen Challenge of Southern California. For more information, visit us on the web at teenchallenge.org.